Welcome to Maker Conversations. I'm your host, Tiff Marchand from Night Carver Design. And today on the show, we have Matt Voltner from Voltner Woodworks. Matt is a woodworker, a podcaster, and he's just really good at just like working and communicating with brands. So I was excited to get him on this show. He also has really inspired me to basically stop worrying about not hitting all of those targets and just being willing to open up my Patreon again and start working that. So I may not be able to give you as many Patreon specials as I used to due to all the craziness going on in my life right now, but I am opening up the Patreon back up. So if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash maker conversations and you can sign up now. I've got three different tiers of commitment all ready for you. So Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Being on uh, somebody else's podcast, because usually I know what the questions are. (laughs) You know, I actually never prepare questions. I just kind of ramble. Yeah. You just go go for it. I just like to wing things. I find it's like more enjoyable for myself because I do so many other tasks. Like this is the one thing that like I do some stocking, of course, because I mean, you got to stock your prey, right? But right. then after that, it's just more like things I'm curious about <laughs> as it yeah, comes up yeah, yeah. or whatever. Honestly, I, if there's something that you want to promote and stuff like that, like I'm totally open. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was telling somebody I told them I had a podcast and um, they said, oh, how do you find podcast guests? And I was like, you know, it's kind of like sitting in a deer blind. You're just you're kind of waiting for the right one. Right, mm-hmm. wait for the buck with the the <laughs> all the points. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Or like, for me, I am curious about somebody. So like you, we don't yeah. talk a lot, right? But I right. enjoy seeing what you make. I enjoy your presence and like the maker community. So I'm curious yeah. and I want to get to know you more, right? And then there would be right. other people that I like personally just like love. We hang out, and I want to highlight them. I want to promote them. Like I like to yeah. mix it up, and then sometimes it's like do I have a crush on you because your art is so good and I want to talk to you? Let's talk. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's definitely that. Right. It's like some people are just like the video skills just slay me. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, have you, have you had somebody on where you thought that would be great on a podcast and then you're like, just trying to drag stuff out of them. Cause you do three podcasts, right? Yeah. So behind the maker, I, um, that one's all done. I've kind of morphed on to Maker Conversations now, which is what you're going to be on. And then Carver Conversations, which has turned into like a live show on Instagram now because we were recording it um, and then doing the same like I was doing here. But then it wasn't getting as much listens because the Mm. audience there are a podcast audience. Like we learned that like you have to kind of like test your audience because like my show was getting like three to four times better listens. And then the Carver mm. Conversations was just like, dur, dur, dur. <laughs> yeah. So we've pivoted, and now each show gets like a few thousand listens. So it's so cool. It's like quite That's awesome, diverse from what it was happening with our like. <laughs> 64 listens today you know yeah oh that's yeah that's <laughs> <So> frustrating <cool. laughs> right yeah. yeah you put so much work and editing time into some of these sometimes because sometimes people don't have a great setup and there's like weird background or things happen you know you've been you're on 20 oh, yeah. episodes now you right you've already yeah, 21 we, i just recorded I, yeah so 21 comes out uh no 21 just came out so 22 we recorded on sunday night 
like as the Super Bowl was ending, we were recording. Oh, really? Because okay, yeah, we ha- we had to squeeze it in. I ha- I was two weeks in advance, so I had a little bit more margin in my mm-hmm. schedule. But now I'm like on the gun. I'm recording Sunday and, and trying to drop for Patreon on yep. Wednesday. Yep. Oh, it's it's it's, it's a lot. I, yeah. I was gonna ask you how are you in like obviously you're enjoying the podcast life. It's fun, right? It's a really good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that, it's work. It's not just like it's definitely work. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then now it's it's out there. No, you gotta put a lot of work into it. Yeah, if people were following me on Instagram before, they noticed like I would post every day pretty much at the same time frame between seven and eight. And I was riding a wave and and growing, you know, pretty pretty good, like pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. And um then I started the podcast. I started back in September and then I we were doing episodes and and then uh the holidays happened and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna take a back burner on the Instagram stuff because yeah. I just enjoy this medium so much more. Isn't it fun? I was gonna ask you that because I've noticed yeah. I've definitely noticed the shift in your content. Yeah. Um and I thought yeah. it was really cool. I was like he, he's obviously enjoying it because the amount of editing that you're doing for things and adding animations, like right. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I want him to do my podcast stuff for me because like <laughs> I'm just watching it and I'm jealous because I wish I had that time. Because like, I know you must be really yeah. putting the hours in on this. Yeah. I mean, it's like bedtime is 11 o'clock at the earliest these days, which is rough when you wake up at 530. And so, yeah, it's it 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 eats at you for sure. It does. Yeah, I yeah. I did that grind well, in the for prep time. so long. The prep time for yeah. the for your episodes cuz you're at, you're asking yeah. questions that you've thought about, you've written. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a veteran like you are. But <laughs> so it, you know, and then like as I'm looking at somebody, you know, who whoever's going to be on, on, like for example, I'm going to have Chris with um uh, a glimpse inside. I'm going to have him mm-hmm. on. And so like just watching his stuff and I'm like, "Oh, I wonder how he did that or, or, or I wonder, you know, how this is going for him." So then I'm like, oh, let me write that down. So that becomes now a line of questions that I'm I'm prepared for. I'm super curious about all the stuff he's doing right now and how he's expanded and growing yeah. there. You know, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. Andy Bird on recently and now I see like he's, you know, doing his own bits and stuff. It's so cool to like right. see all of us just pivoting and growing and it's just really cool. Yeah. yeah. What That's made you cool. want to start the podcast? Um, so I had been on several other podcasts before, Mm -hmm. and I always enjoyed being like having this type of conversation because if you watch Instagram and you watch YouTube, it's, it's very, um, you know, they're not portraying exactly what, like this type of conversation. And I enjoy like going to work bench con and stuff, you know, hanging out afterward, um, just talking about random things. Uh, it's not, you don't have to stick to the title and thumbnail, you know, yeah, uh, no, or, exactly. or the topic. You can go all over the place. I mean, we, we could talk about one thing and then come back to it in 20 minutes. And it's, it's like that free form. So I was like, I would love to do that. And then I thought it'd be cool to have a couple people to do it with, but mm-hmm. then I, I don't know. I couldn't like land. Um, I said this on the episode that'll come out this week, but I couldn't figure out like I have a fear of commitment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to sign somebody up to it's like, Hey, let's do this podcast together. And then it's not working out. We're not yep. vibing. Right. So I thought, well, a cool way to do it would be to have just a bunch of people on 
and just kind of feel everybody out. And then maybe at some point somebody will stick. And then, you know, from that on, we can, we can see how it goes. That's a really nice way to do that because you're kind of testing the waters and it's nice to have somebody on a few times with a few different people because, it might be magical one episode right. and then another episode. It's like, Oh, that was really fun. And I, I enjoyed it, but like, it didn't have that same, you know? Yeah. 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 I had Trey has been on a few times and um, I had him come back and co-host when I had uh, 3d Dave on and we had so much fun. And so I was like, Oh yeah, I got to do this more often. So I'll start to do more of that, you know, bring in a, a guest host. Yeah. Um, it's a good just time. to kind of mix it up. Yeah. I love and I want it to people. be like, yeah, definitely. It, it's you, people get a different flavor for, you know, it's not just, there's so many cut and dry podcasts out there. I think yours and my podcasts are very similar mm-hmm. in that we we're, it, that sounds weird. Ours are similar that we're different. <laughs> <laughs> we are. No, but I get what you're saying. We, we don't have that same format that a lot of people have. Yeah, I, I yeah. based mine off of like armchair expert. Like, I don't know if you've listened to that before with Dax Shepard. I haven't. But that's kind of what triggered me to want to start a podcast because he just finds celebrities that he loves and he has them come in and sit down and they just talk about life. Like they don't like obviously acting oh, is yeah. part of it, but the rest is just and, and there's right. not really questions. It's just relax. And I was like, that looks like fun. Yeah. And there's three people always. It's him. His um host, um uh, co-host Monica Padman, who's hilarious, yeah. and then they just have a okay. guest star, yeah. And so that kind of like is what inspired me. Like I'd been wanting to do something, but I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't have the nerve. So that's why I wanted a partner too. Like it helps when you have right. a partner or a guest. Yeah, host. it definitely takes the edge off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Initially, my my strategy going into it, I recorded the first three episodes in one setting. We oh, recorded wow. for like three hours. And then um, I was going to splice that out because so, I was like, it's going to be too much of a commitment. If I can just do one sitting that I can just edit enough together, we can kind of talk topically. And um, it's like, we're just hanging out at the, at the bar or whatever after mm-hmm. an event. And that worked really, really well. Um, but then I started like having, <laughs> I started having ideas of other guests that I wanted on, but I knew that they wouldn't vibe together. Yes. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have one person on. And so then I started mixing that up and then I was like, okay, I, I think I can just do this. Like, however the heck I want, I'm the host. Like mm-hmm. what's to stop me from changing it. This is why I'm loving having a solo podcast right now, because I can just pivot yeah. wherever I want to go. And like yeah. Sabretooth is like, go for it. Like they don't care That's what awesome. I talk about or do. They're just like, we love you. Like have fun, you know? Yeah, you're not you're not going to bring on a competitor and, no, and exactly. start interviewing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes oh, sense. I might. Yeah, I, I've had <laughs> I, I brought on yeah I brought on uh, a sponsor of the podcast and um you know I was I I love the family and and they're awesome um so if I can say it but it, so it's Surf Prep is, is oh my no sponsor. I love Surf Prep they're yeah. they're yeah, so yeah. awesome yeah and so um. I brought them on as a sponsor and then I thought, well, does this limit my guest capabilities? But I'm like, yeah, if they mm-hmm. want to say no, that you know, then they can say no. So. Exactly. That's why I said like, I'm still open. Like I still love what they do and who they are. I don't care what brand you use. Well, and I think too, like if your brand stands out, like I think I've never used Sabretooth, but everybody's using it. It looks like, you know, and so it's, it's just, 
if your tool stands out and and you can beat the competition then who the heck cares exactly and when you have a great team behind it like hannah over there is who i usually talk to she's fantastic yeah she's awesome you have that team and it makes you love them even more like i saw you you did a tools today post on your page right and it was like i have this shirt because i love this company and that's what happens like when you work with people enough you fall in love with them like i love matt over there you know like he's a really great guy he's coming to workbench con this year which i'm super excited about oh okay yeah i didn't know that cool yeah yeah Yeah, that'll be exciting Mm -hmm. him and uh, a partner are coming it's gonna be fun okay very cool yeah i i um just right before i hopped on here uh i did a, a video for their uh youtube channel Oh, cool. And they asked me to redub uh, something. So literally, right. I was like, well, I got the microphone set up. So I'll, I'll redub the thing right before the Perfect. recording here tonight. Yeah. So That's I just great. shot that off to them. So it'll Which, be good to see them. What are you working on? If you can tell. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so they, they have a uh, rail and style bit set. And okay. um, so I did a, a cab. They wanted to like feature a cabinet door, you know, making a cabinet door shaker style. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, yeah, I can, I can do that. I had a project I needed something on, so it worked out and Perfect. did the video. So they'll post it on their YouTube channel and you know, it's a, it's good. Isn't it's it fun, fun to do little projects like that on different brands channels. Yeah. It's like yeah, the yeah. best before, um, before well, I came on, I emailed Sabretooth two videos like, here you go. I just put these on your YouTube. Now you can add it to the website for all the parts. And I like listed all the parts. That's awesome. And now I'm like, every time someone clicks on that, they're going to see me. <laughs> like, it's so cheesy, but right, that's how right. I feel. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And you got to have that strategic branding. You got to have like your logo in the back somewhere. It's at, always yeah, got to be so somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't always I like do it. But like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I'm yeah. trying to redo my shop so I can do that though. Like strategically place my yeah. logo various places, but were you, I feel like you were well, going to go people somewhere. Resharing, yeah. Yes. Yeah, people resharing content and stuff. It's it, you, like, they try to claim it as theirs. So if you have that strategic branding in there, mm-hmm. people will be, they'll tag you and say, Hey, this, you know, that's night carver. It's clearly you. Exactly. It's clearly you. It's like, yeah, it's nice to be asked. It's like, you know, it's nice to be asked. It's a first yeah. date, you know, ease into this relationship. Right. Just yeah. Give me a little reach out. And I learned yeah, that. Don't like, just I sh- use me and leave me. Exactly. I shared some of these content when I was doing um, Haven's Instagram and I reshared somebody's thing and I didn't ask her because I was in a rush, you know, and it was like, I was like mm-hmm. brand new at it and she was angry about it. And I learned that lesson because she talked to me about it though. And she said it very beautifully, mm-hmm. but like, I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. I should have asked. I'm like, I can't yeah. just be in a rush. I got to invest in people and I got to build relationships with them. So they feel good when yeah. I share their content, you know? Right. You learn. Exactly. Yeah. I talk to <laughs> them. Yeah. I, I talk with, about brands a lot. Like uh, we do an after show and that's, that's usually where I like to talk about brands and stuff like that. Um, and so I've had a lot of good conversations, like talking with Adam and Rachel, uh, they were, they were great because they, they both are behind brands mm-hmm. and, just kind of seeing how how they kind of interact with people and i was telling them and i've told other people when you're interacting with a brand when you're interacting with another like person that you want to get in, involved with like if you wanted to reshare their yeah. stuff it's great to have that conversation mm-hmm. it's great to set, tell them merry christmas you know or just send them an encouraging thing like hey that that post you sent today posted today that was really awesome you know keep up the great work exactly. and then that's how you like have conversations with brands 
Mm-hmm. Like it's really not that hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it goes both ways too. Like if you want a brand to see you, start commenting on their post when they mm-hmm. share stuff because they're not going to just magically find you. You need to be right. in their face. So if you're trying to get with the brand, and I'm talking for anybody who's listening to this, get in the brand's yeah. face nicely. Invest time. Research their products before you reach out to them. Like, yeah. don't just go in there blind. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun um, when you, like, well, so last year was my first workbench con. And it was really interesting. I had been to IWF and other things, but I had never been to workbench con. And you could always, it's, you could see the blood in the water when they're starting to pack up the booth. <laughs> and everyone wants so that I just, stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, the the most fun I think that I've had was watching people pace back and forth in front of those booths that were starting to pack up. Like yeah. people were pacing back and forth between Craig, you know, the Craig booth. I mean, it was like, okay, I think they're getting ready to give away free stuff, you know, and Bessie. <laughs> well, I was at best, the Bessie booth last year, but I had been helping, um, Danette basically take down or set up her booth and stuff like that. We had hung mm-hmm. out. So I was helping her take down, but there were people just all over the Bessie booth too, like try to try to just grab waiting. crap. And I'm like, yeah, you, but you know, it's like, okay, you could get a free clamp, right? Or you could have a conversation with that representative there mm-hmm. and make an impact, walk away empty handed and walk away in, you know, two, three months when you say, hey, it was really great meeting you mm-hmm. at WorkbenchCon. Um, is you know I've got this great idea. You think you could work together? And instead of walking away with one clamp, now you've got a wall of clamps, you know, yeah. or you've got a wall of Craig. <laughs> no, it's true. That is a very good point. You can do both too, but <laughs> you can do both. Yeah, get that yeah. freebie and definitely... make that good, meaningful conversation. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't walk away empty-handed. That was bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Like invest in time. Like, and I do agree. Like my, I get to actually meet uh, Jody from Sabretooth for the very first time. I've never met her in person. I've never oh, even wow. done a video call with her. Like I have never seen her. So this is exciting for us. And like, she's going to yeah. be there. She's the one who I pitch to if I see somebody who I think is talented that we should work with. And she's the one that answers yeah. all those blind reach outs. So like, this is a huge oh. opportunity for people to come and talk to her. You know what I mean? And that's who all the other yeah. brands hopefully you're sending are those decision makers or those people who work mm-hmm. in the social teams. So like, it's a huge right. opportunity with the brands to go chat with them. Like, and I don't want anyone to ever think like they're just going to get a deal when they get there and they talk to people. You're going to no. play the long game. Yeah. This is building a relationship. This yeah. is not going to work con to land something like, yes, some big accounts that's right. going to happen for them. We should have expect that, you know, yeah. but for, mm-hmm. for people who are like me, like 10,000 followers or under, like just start building relationships. We just gave a free kit to somebody who had 800 followers. You don't know. It's just about the oh, person. Cool. It really, mm-hmm. it's about the person and what they make. Yeah. What they might well, make. going back to tools today. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I started working with them, I think I was, I, I was under a thousand followers cause they did my thousand dollar or thousand dollar. <laughs> <laughs> thousand follower giveaway, uh, my gosh yeah yeah a uh, thousand follower giveaway and so um yeah it doesn't matter the size of your account if they see potential in you mm-hmm. um you know i think that's that's what really matters you know if and sometimes people with a thousand followers they get more engagement than people with you know yes. fifty thousand followers yeah <laughs> exactly. you might get likes but but likes don't sell you know uh comments sell they do 
I agree. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, those Craig, people who were yeah. watching constantly. You yeah. know what I mean? Your dedicated fans. Like that's those are the people who start buying the tools. And like you said, right. That makes a lot of sense though with the comments. Sell it's true because everybody who I build a relationship with, we tend to end up using the same tools because you get influenced right. by each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if they leave a comment, then you can have a conversation with them. Yep. You, you're, they're saying, "How? That, wow, that's a really cool uh, project." You're like, "Wow, it was it was really easy with this uh, grinder." You know, mm-hmm. Saber Tooth always makes this really easy for me. Yep. And exactly. then next time they're thinking about doing a project like that, they're thinking, "Oh, Saber Tooth." But if they just see your video, they're like, "What brand was that?" I exactly. I know I liked it, but what brand was that? Yep. Um, and you know, Craig, I, I struck up a conversation with Craig last year at WorkbenchCon. I, I walked away empty handed, but, uh, now I'm in a, you know, partnership with them. So it's, mm-hmm. it, there's great things that can come out of that. And the, the podcast has been the same way. Um, brands have, have reached out to me because of the podcast That's awesome. and I'm only 20 episodes in and they're like, Hey, I, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, you, you listen to the podcast. <laughs> like. The only 500 people listen to the podcast and you were one of them, you know, <laughs> that's awesome though. That's huge. Yeah. You never know who's listening. It's very mysterious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the other thing about podcasting is you don't have the analytics um, like you do on YouTube, the retention. Now I know that there's ways you can go in and look at it. I'm sure. Um, I don't, <laughs> uh, but because I just, I'm all I'm trying to do is get more listens on this episode than I got on the last episode. And to me, yeah. that's success. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You want to continue to grow, right? Like, yeah. and you want to at least keep like a base number. Some are going to go spike up higher than others, depending on who you have, because they have a bigger fan base, you know? Right. So you never kind of know. Some might like not go so high, but who cares? It was a great experience and you enjoyed it. Like, it's kind of like when you're building your project or making a post, right? Sometimes it's just for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need this episode yeah, exactly. for me because it'll be a fun night. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy myself and that's really all that matters at yeah. the moment because this is a fun thing, right? Like yeah. we're here, we're doing this because we enjoy it. Yeah. So, I think so. Izzy, I think was my first uh, individual one-on-one podcast mm, okay. and I was going to bring on a co-host for that, but then I was like, I want Izzy to myself. Like that dude is so brilliant. I was mm. like, I just want to soak in all, all the Izzy I can get. And then it was after that, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is awesome. Like yeah. you could probably, if you go back and watch it on, on YouTube or our, uh, I think I might've posted the video part on Spotify too. But um, if you go back and watch my, my face, I'm just glowing the entire episode. Like, <laughs> this is so awesome. <laughs> I have many episodes like that. I'm just like, <laughs> just sit there smiling yeah. with that. Just yeah. over the top. The stupid grin. Cheesy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, and then there's, there's episodes where, and we talked about this in the episode that's, that's going to come out um, just the recap, but there are sometimes when you, um, you, you don't want to just have the A-listers, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want just the Jimmies and the Izzy's and things like that. Uh, you want to bring in relatable people, people who don't have a huge following, but just do something really cool, exactly. you know? Um, so I'm, I'm trying to sprinkle in some of that too, uh, mm-hmm. on the podcast and, and then the the cool thing that I've learned about it is that even some of these big names, they're they're just awesome people. Like they're just like you and me. They just have yep. more followers. Exactly. Something went viral or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were working on something that was a super relatable project. So it got mm-hmm. more people interested. Like 
That's what I keep like right. my shit is not relatable. Nobody's gonna go out and <laughs> carve something, then power carve it, then paint it. Like that's not something everybody's just yeah. gonna go out and grab. So they just my people are people who enjoy actually watching that, you know, or they're a maker yeah. trying to learn those skills. Like it's not like your everyday mm-hmm. DIYer. Like like I don't ever try to like look at their accounts because I know like that's that's just relatable. People are going to be interested. Yeah. They want to learn from them. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's that's yeah. something like you got to keep in your mind too to keep your sanity because it does suck to watch numbers. Like, you know, it's yeah. a hard thing to do, especially yeah. if you've been doing it since 12, 2015 from what I saw when I scrolled yeah. down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were yeah. woodworking before that, but you've been posting for that long. So like imagine if yeah. your account was at 5,000 right now you'd feel some kind of weird way, you know, if you're right. trying to compare yeah. yourself to somebody else. Yeah. I, I found, um, what, so I went from like 10,000 to 40,000, like super fast. It was just a couple posts that took off, got mm-hmm. two, two, two and a half million, um, Amazing. you know, views or whatever. And it just skyrocketed. And so, you know, you wake up to that and you're like, okay, I, I put on my shoes the same way I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to my day job just like I did yesterday. Yep. Um, I don't feel any different. Yeah, I feel like okay, that's cool. People appreciate my stuff, but when you go from ten to thirty or forty thousand, that those people saw your stuff. They didn't. They didn't click follow to follow you. They followed the post. Really, mm-hmm. they followed that one cool idea because they're yep. not coming back. And so if you know, what I tell people who are like, man, I just, you know, wow, you just grew so quick or man, I, I can't wait to get 10,000 followers. I can't wait to get to 20,000 yeah. followers. I'm like, it, do- it doesn't change who you are. It shouldn't change nope. who you are. Now there are people who it does change who they are. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, I, and it just drives, that drives me crazy. It's like, you, you shouldn't get that sense of entitlement. That shouldn't change who you are. Gladly you know? though, I gotta say, it doesn't change a lot of people. I, yeah. I, at least in this community, man, like, no, not a, there yeah, are some yeah, people yeah. who have huge followings now, and it may take them a little longer to reply to your comment or something because it's overwhelming oh, on yeah. some things. But, like, that's very true. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it does slow them down a yeah. bit, but it's so nice yeah. to see, like, a lot of people just stay the same. But I agree, like, there, yeah, it does get to people's heads sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, there's a couple, couple bad seats, but. For the majority of like yeah. the maker community, you don't see yes. a lot of that. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're talking maker community, not all. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm yeah. sure that's yeah. crazy out there. There's plenty of teenagers who are like, yo, I got 130,000 followers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's another crazy thing is to see people on YouTube who are just crushing it. And then you mm-hmm. go to their Instagram and they don't have a lot of people or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, if somebody looked at my account, they say, oh, okay, you've got, um, you know, 69,000 Instagram followers. Oh, let me go check out his YouTube. And they're like, oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, you know, 1500. <clears throat> like, oh, okay. And I'm not monetized on YouTube or anything, you know, because I was putting all my effort into Instagram. Same. No, so, mine's so yeah, low I'm, on YouTube because I, I just do shorts Yeah. right now, you know? Right. It's like, yeah. It's like, but that's, I want to change that yeah. too. But one thing at a time. Uh, yeah, I'm piv- exactly. I'm pivoting now. I'm, I realized like um, I was getting the Instagram uh, reels bonus. And so I was just chasing that, Yep. you know, for a long time. And, and everybody was chasing that. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell, 
you could tell who was on the reels bonus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of glue. Yeah. Peeling glue. Um, you know, just not entertaining stuff, but they're like, I got to post. And I was, I was one of them, you know, like for six months, I was, I was that guy. Um, so Instagram stopped being entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. It was like more frustrating. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm making all my money on the first two or three reels. Let me try something. So that's what I did last month. I was like, I'm going to post two or three reels in the beginning. And then I waited a, a little bit and I posted another one and it only went up like a dollar or two. And I was like, okay, now mm. that's my strategy. I'll get, I'll get my money out of the first couple reels and then I'll focus my efforts on YouTube. Smart. So no. that's kind of what I'm going to do now. We'll nice. see. We'll see if it works. <laughs> have me back on in six months and then we'll I'll let you know <laughs> if it worked. We should. We'll have to connect them back. I love doing little yeah. experiments though. Like, so a year ago I started just resharing whatever I was doing for Instagram onto TikTok. Because I'm like, you know mm. what? I don't go on there. I don't usually scroll there, but I'm just going to try it. So it took me one year to almost get 11K on there. It took me mm. six or seven years on Instagram to get to that. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I'm like, it's worth it, people, to just repost mm-hmm. to TikTok. If that's all you're doing, just post it yeah. over there, too. Because yeah. I've gotten, I've made some good money off of there, too, because people want to order art. Like, it's the right crowd for me. I oh, need the true. nerd. I need the nerds who want to relive their childhood. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. It's my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm thinking so much about the process videos that I totally forget because I don't I don't sell a lot um through Instagram. Like most of mm-hmm. my followers are people who are woodworkers and things like that. But I haven't I haven't really tried the um retail side of things. Yeah. I I did initially. And that's actually why I started the Instagram back in 2015, because I was doing it on Facebook and I was like, oh, okay, I think I can make some stuff. And, and it really was about cabinetry. I started, I started woodworking backwards I tell people I did woodworking backwards. I didn't make my first cutting board till like 2018 or 2019. I was building like, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like that's that's a natural way to start. Like, because you're trying to build stuff for your home, right? Is that kind of yeah. where? Yeah, exactly. So that's you're experimenting. Yeah. Right, exactly. Getting that foot yeah. in the and door. Then I was, yeah, I, my wife, we were walking through, I think it was uh, like Pottery Barn or something like that. She's like, oh, I really like this table. Uh, your home goods, one of the, I don't know. And she's like, oh, I really like this this table for behind the couch. And I was like, oh, I could build that. And so now she hadn't really seen me build anything. I had done it before we were married. Okay. She's like, um... She's like, no, I think we'll just buy it. And I was like, no, we're not buying it. That's like $600. So she's like, okay, but if you don't, you know, have it made, I may come back for it. So I went out and she gave you the pressure, got my tools. Yeah. (laughs) I went out and got my tools and material and stuff. And I was like, look, honey, I mean, it only costs $2,000 to make. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She's like, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't mm-hmm. want Should you to have bought make that $600 it. table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Does she yeah. enjoy I was playing you the long having game. this outlet though? Like, is it a relief for her that you have something that you're like passionate about after work? Yes and no. Um, she likes obsessed? it until she has to, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm a very obsessive person when it comes to like making and 
content creation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If I'm in it, I'm really in it. And if I'm not in it, I'm, I'm out. Um, she goes like, Oh, is this going to be the flavor of the the month club kind of thing? Cause Mm -hmm. I was into music and I was playing guitar and I was like obsessive about guitar. And then it was, I don't know, something else. And then it was woodworking. And then I've just got, I was like, okay, this is my, this is my, my jam. Cause I had done it before. Um, grew up, my dad used tools all the time, built everything in our house. And so that was, it was natural for me. And yeah. so that's once I had enough of the tools, I was like, okay, I think I can make this a uh, hobby pay for itself. That's fine. And I, it's I grew that. up the same way. Like my dad was always yeah. building things and, you know, he had yeah. three girls. So he, we'd always be out there that we were his helpers, you know? So he taught oh, us. Yeah, yeah. 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 There was no, like, you're a girl, you can't use a screwdriver. It was like, get in here, <laughs> like, get this done. That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. My wife grew up the opposite. Her dad paid for somebody to come do everything. You know, the only oh, thing yeah. he did was mother grass. So and that's the only thing I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> you always Houston's... been from Texas? Uh, I'm originally from California, from oh, Southern okay. California. And so, yeah, the weather's totally different out here. <laughs> yeah. But cost of living kept me here. <laughs> I bet. I bet it's so much different. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you in, move? Was in it for Southern work? California? Yeah. So my, my full-time job is oil and gas. Mm-hmm. Um, so the company that I was working with uh, has a, a control center here in Houston. And they it was one of my, my boss at the time. He's like, you know, hey, you should consider going out to Houston. I was like, you're trying to get rid of me? <laughs> <laughs> He's, I said, I, I can't go out to Houston. I, I have a, uh, at the time I had a, Oh, uh, Chevy Cobalt, and it, so that's a it's a small yeah I Chevy those. Cobalt. Oh yeah, I yeah. tried one out. It had a yeah, it had a spoiler. Mm-hmm. It was low. Um, I had the ground effects lighting Ooh. on it. You know, it was I thought it was really cool. You what know? color? It's like or did black. it change? Oh, black. No. What about your yeah. lighting? Yeah. Was it like blue? Oh, the lighting changed. Yeah. Oh, it changed. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, that was yeah. very. And big I had back it on, then. On, very big yeah the the big speaker and the the lighting on the floorboards and the mm-hmm. lighting underneath and i was like look at my car i said ben do you think i really can move out to houston like this is the... i said i don't own a truck i don't have a horse um he said what do you mean a horse i said well houston it's texas like there's hitching posts and stuff like that right he go he just started laughing and i said like isn't it all just dirt roads? I mean, that's what they show on TV. Like if you watch American Idol and things mm-hmm. like that, it's they say, oh, so-and-so from Houston, and they show them out at the rodeo and stuff like that. I totally see and, what you're saying now. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, so, very stereotypical. Mm-hmm. So when I came out to Houston, I was like, wait, where are the hitching posts? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So yeah. how, what got you um, into making, though? Like, So it was like an easy transition. So you started in childhood. It's slightly like the, the mm-hmm. furniture, but like, what made you want to actually post it? Like the desire to share. Yeah. Um, I was with a, a group of uh, friends uh, at, at our church and they were doing this thing called carpet ball. I don't know if you're familiar with, with the game. I wasn't mm-hmm. at the time. They're like, okay, it it's basically like a shuffleboard type um, thing, but it's, you, you play with pool balls and you, th- you throw that and I've never really played it but they were making one for the youth group there at yep. the church. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm proficient with a saw. And so, you know, I brought some of my tools over a circular saw and, you know, I'm 
I drew a line and then I just, I didn't have a guide or anything. I was yep. cutting with the saw, like right down the line. And then I look over at, at theirs and it's just all, it's all wavy. And I'm like, come on guys, you can do better than that. <laughs> so it was like, at that point, I was like, I really enjoyed using tools. And uh, my buddy's like, Matt, you, you should, you should build some stuff. Like you, you're pretty good at it. And I was like, yeah, that, actually I could do that. So then I did that and I was like, I had built that other table mm-hmm. for, for our house. And I was like, yeah, I think I, I might try that. So I reached out to some people. I was like, Hey, you want me to build you something? And somebody's like, yeah, I need some bookshelves made. So I started making my bits of bookshelves and then it, I did a kitchen Island and then somebody was like, Hey, can you do a, a built-in? And I was That's like, nice. yeah, I can do a built-in. And, um, I had never done a built-in. <laughs> <laughs> Make it till you make but I was it. like, yeah, I, I can do it. And uh, so I lost a lot of money on that one because I <laughs> definitely undercharged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I installed on Christmas Eve because they oh, wanted it wow. for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, they had a, a Christmas party or whatever. And I was I worked there till 930 or 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I was like, oh, this I need to get better at this. But <laughs> Yeah, so those were kind of my my first few projects that I did, and then after that, the word of mouth took off, and I I was on a six month backlog and doing all kinds of projects. That's exciting. So, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, in 2017, I actually stopped though, uh, which is so like if you you'll see like a major gap in my uh, content. And back then you were just posting photos, like finished shots, mm-hmm. right? Maybe a, maybe a mid like shot of you, like working in the shop or something. But in 2017, I was building a full kitchen. I was, I did all the cabinetry in the kitchen Wow. and, um, it got so bad that, and I, I told him, I said, Hey, this is, this project's going to take me some time. Like I'm doing this only on the weekend. And he says, Oh yeah, no problem. You know, we still want to hire you. And he was a friend at the time. And that'll be important in a second. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so he was a, he was a friend at the time. And um, then it was like a month into the project. He's like, dude, where's my kitchen? I was like, I'm still working on it. Like I just doing this on the weekends. And so then he started pressuring me. So then I was there every weekend. Uh, and it was, it just, it killed me. Like yeah. I, I, I got to the point where I told my wife, I said, I'm done. I, I sold my trailer. Um, I got rid of a bunch of tools and I was just done. So from like 2017 to, uh, right around 2019, I didn't do anything. And in fact, it had caused a lot of, um, uh, turmoil in our family because yeah. I was doing that so much. And it, I tell people like, Hey, if you sense burnout, you, you got to just shut it down. Like there's nothing more important than family, yep. you know, like, Instagram won't miss you. I know you think they will. And I know you want to post the thing that says, Hey, I'm taking a, a break or whatever. No, like your, your core group will care. Mm-hmm. Like, and those are the people that you need to reach out to and say, Hey dude, I'm taking a break. But, um, I didn't really have the maker community at that time. Cause I was just, you know, I didn't really involve myself in the maker community. Yeah. I understand. And you so were- when I came back, I was like, I saw all the relationships that were happening and I was like, I want to be part of that. And yeah. that has been huge. Like that's what's propelled me is just having a few close friends that enjoy doing the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I say this is like my therapy to like having the podcast because I'm connecting with people. I'm talking about random things that just, you know, just nice to just yeah. sit down and just talk with people and just get that out and, yeah. and podcasts too, listening to other people's podcasts and hearing their stories. It just really healed me. Like after having children, I totally had postpartum depression. Like I had twins, mm. you know, and then as they yeah. got like, they, they were, I slept on the couch for years because they wouldn't sleep unless I was holding them. It was like that bad. Mm. Like they were that dependent on me and mm -hmm. I needed to get out. <laughs> I need to get off of the couch and into the shop. I was like, I just need to escape. And at the time I had a scroll saw, you know? So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to start making art and selling it. Cause like I've been, uh, unlike you, like my grew up with parents who did the craft show circuit so my mm. dad was always in the garage scroll scrolling stuff for my mom to paint afterwards. So like oh, I got cool. to go out there and help him scroll. And then I got to go help my mom paint. So I grew up very much yeah. just like doing this my whole life. Like this has just been who I've been and right. selling stuff had just been very natural. Like I sold art on the side all the way through like high school and into college. Yeah. I went to art school to learn more about it and you know, like even at my day job, they would have like craft fairs, although I did run the fun committee. So I did plan craft fairs um, oh, at yeah. our job and I would sell art at work. Like it was just it was just always been product based. So I have right. been switching from product based to not making as many products now. And it's been so weird, like that weird transition, mm -hmm. because I sense burnout of, I can't keep making art for people. I can't take custom yeah. orders anymore. The stress to create something for somebody can really yeah. destroy you. It really can. Yeah. Um, because I was yeah. balancing a day job. I was balancing, mm -hmm. you know, working full-time in marketing and advertising, then coming home and having kids with autism who had ABA therapists at the house. So then I got to mm. put on a show for the ABA therapist that's there until 530 at night, you know, like and then yeah. cook dinner, get kids to bed, all that stuff, and then go woodworking at eight o'clock at night. Like, that's what I was doing. So like, oh, wow. Yeah, I was I was insane. So, <laughs> there, oh, I love there you that. You, you could see that. But the, yes. yeah, this is for autism. Yeah. For just... those who aren't yeah, watching the video, he has this awesome tattoo of a puzzle piece. Well, a whole puzzle with one loose with blue for autism yeah. i love that that's yeah. cool so it, it's yeah really really cool i think a lot of people don't realize that there are people who have um asperger's and mm -hmm. um, like high functioning autism yep. where they they have struggles but they're so normal yeah that you wouldn't even and like I, I say normal um i, I get you what you mean it, yeah. Well, the, you know, the listening the audience probably yeah, exactly. wouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, you know, you've got, you know, atypical or you, you got neuro neurodiverse and there's all, all those terms and stuff. Right. But mm -hmm. they're just, you wouldn't even know that they've got um, Asperger's, but they struggle with relationships. They struggle with, um, you know, sensory issues and mm -hmm. things like that. And so anytime I get a chance to, to talk about it, I, I do, you know, I just, be yeah be sensitive to somebody maybe struggling that you you wouldn't even suspect exactly yeah no 100 yeah. like every day when i pick up my kids it's how was school and mm -hmm. they'll be saying it's a bad day i'm like oh no what happened 
oh, mm-hmm. these two kids weren't listening to the teacher and they weren't following direction. And it really bothered <laughs> me. Like that yeah. makes it a bad day for him though. Like it'll put yeah. him in a bad mood because he had a deal with watching those two kids not follow the directions because for him, right, he follows everything to a T because that's essentially how he was trained and how his brain works. Like there's an exactly. order that should happen this way, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, you like it's interesting dealing with that on top of like your own emotions during the day and then having children right. who have a hard time dealing with their emotions. So there's always a lot going on <laughs> over here. Yeah, well, you know, the, they're trying to fit in at school mm-hmm. all day long, trying to be like the other kids and, you know, not stick out. And then at the yep. end of the day, you get the worst of them because they have to let, they have that let they down. unload. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm, they unload because I'm with my family and I can relax and they know me, they're not going to judge me. Yep. And so like my daughter will put, we know if she had a birthday party one year and we're mm-hmm. like, where's Maddie? And come to find out she was up in her room. She just needed 10 minutes just to like Uh, um, tune out for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, then, you know, let her do her thing. We'll continue the party. She'll come down when she's ready and we're, we're good to go. So it's, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people just don't understand that there are so many people who struggle with, you know, with that. No, exactly. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's a daily thing. That's cool. I didn't, I, I didn't know that about, about you. So that's, that's really that's really neat. We'll have to talk I offline. The... I think you're going to really like the project that I'm working on. I'm not really talking okay. about it yet, but it's a hundred percent due to it's a tool built for people who are on the spectrum. And that's what I've been dedicating oh. my life to lately. So that's why I've been like, yeah, not posting as much, you know what I mean? Experimenting. Right. And the only mm-hmm. woodworking you see me doing is power carving right now because that's what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on working yeah. that, but then also the thing I'm doing behind the scenes, like in the stories I'll share it a bit, but I'm not trying to let that out yet into the world yet because I need, to, yeah. I'm prototyping and I'm learning. The oh, laser. I can't wait to hear. And yeah, yeah. I, I think you'll love it. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's just, there, there are, there are so many people in the maker community too, that are probably, probably have mm-hmm. um autism that don't aren't even aware of it yeah uh because i think a lot of people in the maker community who find themselves out in the shop by themselves like you think why are you out in the shop by yourself yeah. you know and it's why do you because, love this so much <laughs> yeah i well it's because i don't have to talk to people i can be out there and do my thing last uh on sunday when we were recording um we were just, we we're talking and I was like, this is not going to make the podcast. And, um, so I edit out like a big 20 minute block where we, mm-hmm. we were just, you know, bullshitting and we were just kind of yeah, exactly. having fun. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to edit that out. But there's just, there's some times where you're like, okay, this is going to be an hour and a half episode. It's mm-hmm. just, I, yeah. I can't bring myself to edit anything out, you know? And then there are some where you're like, I think I can squeeze 30 minutes in the, you know, I've had some amazing 30 minute episodes, you know, sometimes it's nice to just have them pop to one good conversation to the next. It's so like good for the listener, you know? Yeah. And maybe those other minutes you couldn't find someone to talk about for a moment. So you talked about something else, but it led to something amazing, you know, like sometimes that's what I like. Like you need those moments of awkwardness to lead somewhere else, you know, or to talk about something obscure to bring something else yeah. on, 
But you're now. staring at each other and you're like, please say something. Yeah. Please say something. <laughs> well, I, told, I told my husband, I love these kind of episodes because I know you're going to know how to talk because you do yeah. it now. You've been recording yeah. yourself for 21 episodes now. You know, you've, right. you've learned from each one of those. You learn a little bit more and more about how to talk with people, which is extremely yeah. helpful, by the way, when you start reaching out to brands and working with people, because now yes. you've practiced with other people in your field, you know? Right. It's exactly. really nice. I'm sure yeah. you're finding that. I bought some trivia cards that I've been dying to use on them and I never do it. But I don't think oh, people yeah. would know it's a horror trivia, so horror movies. And oh, if people okay. don't watch horror movies, they're not going to get it. Right. But it is kind of funny, though, to see people try to answer it if they have no idea just from seeing, yeah. like, trailers. But, yeah, I haven't done it because, yeah. like, th- of course, those are the kind of questions I want. I don't want, like, woodworking questions. Yeah. I want to know, like, this. Because, like, my podcast is not a woodworker podcast. It's a maker podcast. You right. know, like, I well, was like very maker. specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I want, like, a painter, a potter. You know, I want people right. who make things out of tree branches. Just, like, you mm-hmm. know, just really free form. Yeah. You know, obscure. I, exactly. Yeah, Dean asked me, um, he's like, have you ventured out now you've done 20 episodes with well, 21 uh, at the time? And he said, um, have you ventured out of sight of your niche? Like, have you had a weird guest or anything like that? And I was like, no, not yet. Like, ultimately, I want to. He said, we had a he on their podcast, they had a maker who makes armor for mice. <laughs> like, metal armor or something for mice. I was That's like, what funny. the heck? Like, how weird is that? Out. I want to check this out. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm, now I'm like super intrigued. <laughs> I do enjoy their podcasts. Um, there yeah. are a lot of maker podcasts that I really do enjoy. It's just like right now I'm so like my day today, I'm slapping Anne of all trades on a piece of art. You know, I'm slapping John mm. from Lincoln Tree. Like I'm making all this art for it to post on Workbench. And I'm like, I don't want right. to see any more makers today. <laughs> like he, yeah exactly you know what yeah. i mean i'm like you, i need a well when it becomes your world. job mm-hmm. that's the other thing is that people want to like eventually i want to do this full time but i realize i'll need an outlet outside of this then which i enjoy music too <laughs> yeah yeah so i enjoy music but the thing is is like one has to give because my my passion is woodworking so when my passion becomes my job i'll finally be able to do both things that i enjoy doing you know so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the goal someday. Yeah. I've been hanging out with my husband because I've been ignoring him for like three years. Try, you know, going after this really hard. So I've been like trying to be like, watch TV shows with him as lame as it sounds. But like, I don't do that. I don't ever sit down with my husband on the couch and hang out with him because I'm doing this stuff, you know? Yeah. So like, I've been making a point to do it at least once a week sometimes yeah, exactly. twice a week you know well i should have told you that um every other friday i work from i every other friday i work from home and then on the off fridays i'm completely off so oh, we could have done a daytime yeah well now we, we could have done a daytime recording but yeah yeah next time if you want to bring me back as a guest host sometime oh, that'd be fun and, is you there know, somebody that, you that have the, your good. eye out that you want to interview and like find out more about them that's why I was like, I like bringing on somebody's. Um, yeah. So I, the my lineup that I've got right now is, so I've got Chris, I've got Drew Witt um, from Whitworks. Um, mm-hmm. I've got, 
Uh, who do I have? Uh, Nick Sawyer. And Nick Sawyer. then it's WorkbenchCon. So Sawyer Designs, you should check him out. on, on He's a mo- mostly on YouTube. He's, oh, okay, he's got Instagram too. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, watch a lot of YouTube, but, but I'm trying to get into it more. Super complex builds. Like, I'm like. Oh, really? Okay. Just, yeah, really, really kind of cool, complex stuff. Yeah. And uh, now that I'm looking at my lineup, I'm like, oh, dang, they're all woodworkers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not I'm not necessarily the maker po- uh, lounge podcast. I'm like the woodworking lounge podcast. But, no, you know, so that I do need to venture to out. for a while, too. Um, it, and I'm also establishing a, a base, like a, mm-hmm. a, I'm trying to establish a base. Yeah, I mean just like listening to making it podcast with Jimmy and stuff. Now they've got the followers, right. But yeah, every week they're, they're talking about new patrons and I'm like, damn, how do you get that? Dude, you know, yeah. Like... I actually shut my Patreon down because I mm. wasn't making episodes consistently. Cause like how you said you had to step back because something right. had to give, right. For me, mm-hmm. I had to stop the podcast for a while. I'm like, I that mm. is just I, why did I just spend three hours editing that like why did I just do that right. and like you know uploading it to YouTube packaging it here planning out the art right. all of that takes mm-hmm. time and I'm so like, much time I'm not making revenue from that from Patreon enough mm-hmm. you know like my 12 15 I thought I had like they're not going to pay the bills and it's because I don't push it well enough right. either you do yeah. a really good job yeah. about that very very nice thank you I think I have a yeah, problem I, asking for money. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it's like, no, please help. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, when I had um, uh, Derek on, he did a really nice thing. It was toward the end of the episode. Um, but he was like, listen, if you, my dad always told me that if you um, were, he was walking around Boston and his dad always told him, if, if you stop and listen to the guy playing guitar, you're obligated to put a dollar in his hat. And so yeah. I left that in the uh, the podcast. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, that's that's great. great sound three dollars yeah. a month, you know, yeah. three dollars a month is nothing. People mm-hmm. people blow that just not even thinking about it. You know, throw this in the cart, throw that in the cart. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. I want the candy bar. Okay. Well, there's the candy bars. You know, three bucks. But now, <laughs> and if you're consuming your podcast, then or you know, a person's podcast, it's you know, it's great. Even if you just get even if you don't listen to the after shows, if you don't do any of the extra stuff, mm-hmm. you're just saying thank you for, you know, making my drive better. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I have had like, that's the people. And if you're still recording, support. you can use that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Always be recording. Always be recording. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but Love it. yeah, Derek was a great guest. That's cool. You know, what's funny is like, I have been avoiding, particularly, I have never invited a big a big person on the show because I've been mm-hmm. trying to see if I can get it on the ground with just like the people in my level, my field, like who mm-hmm. I can relate to that are in my like little click. I try to expand it, but like I try yeah. to keep them lower because I know if I have Jimmy on here, it's going to be a huge episode or if I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I don't know why, but I've always like liked the yeah. bands that nobody knows. I like I like that kind of right. shit. I like to be like the underground. Well, <laughs> Dean Dean politely told me that I did it wrong. <laughs> he said, "Man, you like now that you've done some of these big guests, like what? Where do you go from there?" And mm-hmm. I was like, I, "Yeah, that's true." Like I I reached out to Tom Silva, you know, like uh, 
if he hasn't seen my message yet, but you know, how cool would that be? Yeah. And then I, after he said that, I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe I don't want, like, maybe I need to save that. Um, right. That's but because I, I do want to bring in. Yeah. I want to bring in people who are more like, like I said earlier, more relatable mm-hmm. um, with, that don't have a huge following, but sometimes those people don't like, you just you have to drag stuff out. They don't them. have stories. Right. But yeah. sometimes the people who are bigger, they've said those stories so many times that it can feel rehearsed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When I had Jimmy on, he he had to go somewhere that night. So he was like, hey, I got an hour. I was like, okay, let's press let's record. Go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, He's, he's yeah. fun to hang out with. Well, but you're killing it. Like, I love seeing what you're doing with the podcast. Honestly, the promos Thank and you. all your sweet little edits and You've been Thank so you. consistent with it and really pushing it. I've been, I've been seeing it. I've been noticing it, and that's, that is why I wanted you on the show because I thought it'd be fun to see somebody who I remember when I first started behind the Maker Podcast. You know what I mean? That yeah. passion. You'll. It takes over the want for making sometimes because you're so engrossed right. in this, and you are making something. You're crafting an episode. You yeah. know, it's it's something for people to consume yeah. still. So. It is a way of making definitely, it, and it's fulfilling in a, yeah. in a different way. Yeah, it'd be cool to have you on the podcast um, as oh, a as a guest. So that'd be fun. Yeah, we should work that in. All right, awesome. Well, awesome. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. You too. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed getting to know Matt. He does a ton of stuff that we didn't even touch on, not even a bit about what he makes, why he makes it, and all of that fun stuff. But that's what happens when you're just having a fun conversation and you're relaxing. So make sure you check him out. And a huge thank you to Sabretooth for sponsoring this episode. You can use Night Carver in all caps to save 10% on your order. And like I said in the show, make sure you head on over. Say hello to Jody. She's going to be there with Cecilia from the shop Wood Design. And you know I'm going to pop my head in, of course, to say hello. They're going to have two power carving classes happening. So be sure to do that and say hello. All right. I'm going to go. You guys have a great day. And thank you again for listening. Bye-bye.